Hello and welcome to an episode of Time Talks, where Anna and Claire from LaborAndLoveLondon.com. We are coaches helping you do more with the time you have to learn how to quit wasting time and make the most of your day every day. Welcome to an episode of Time Talks. Now, in this episode, we've got the wonderful Cara Treadwell, who's an infant sleep consultant. So Cara has helped hundreds of families to stop feeling sleep deprived, feel more rested, confident and happy. Now, personally, having my now eight-year-old, I wish I had known you so many years ago because I know all about sleep deprivation and I don't think my daughter fully slept through until she was seven, um, which says a lot. I'm only now able to have a full (laughs) night's sleep. Um, So welcome to Labour and Love podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Um, now we know, we, as you know, we focus on time management and systemizing routines to empower women and get their families back on track in life. Now, at some point, we all encounter a situation that can cause us to come off track. And that's usually sleepless nights. <laughs> um, and we wanted to explore more, which is why we invited you onto this podcast, because we think it's such an important subject, sleep. Um, so tell us about how you got into it and all about the sleep method I think so thank you very much for having me firstly um it's really lovely to be here with you guys talking about sleep um I am one of those people who I think I bore people um but when you're in it and you are sleep deprived actually it can become all consuming can't it and it's all you think about especially when you've got you you've got kids and you're trying to run a house and for me sleep it started back for me in 2016 when I had my son Jack and I feel bad for him really because he is like the <laughs> example I always see um and he's uh so he's six now and he's gonna be like mom can you stop telling people about me and my sleep so for me I you know I didn't have a great experience having Jack the birth was um a little bit interesting and um what it left me with was a lot of anxiety around other areas having a baby you know so for me birth didn't go well I've really struggled with feeding and then sleep became this all-consuming thing I felt the need to perfect I had a lot of anxiety around sleep you know six years ago there were not a lot of sleep coaches out there also podcasts weren't really a thing six years ago um so there wasn't as much support I didn't have Instagram even then um and I felt really lonely and I think for me having so having him and having my daughter I had read so much and I had consumed so much content I found it easy to help others but really hard to help myself <laughs> and um, I ended up training and becoming a sleep coach I just wanted less women sort of particularly to feel um, as anxious as I did about sleep and it's just grown from there really and um, I think the key thing is actually I am a coach not a consultant you don't come to me if you want me to tell you exactly what to do but you come to me for that listening ear and that guidance and my experience probably <laughs> the most. Um, so, yeah, I love it. I feel really lucky, lucky to be able to help a lot of families. I mean, Cara, what you just said, because we've seen so many and heard from so many women with your story of having a child and going from pre-delivering, being very capable and being able to juggle all sorts to suddenly post having a child losing it with anxiety and it does seem that sleep's the issue so why is sleep so important for both children and adults in in the in the whole family scape so if we look at sleep on a really just on a human basis I think it's the best way to look at it um humans and 
all animals within the animal kingdom cannot survive without sleep. They have done research. I think the longest someone can go without sleep is 11 days or something like that. It is completely essential, yet we don't talk about it enough. We know that we've got to drink lots of water. We know we've got to eat. That's just second nature. But for a lot of us, um, modern society is so stressful and so hectic. We actually spend more than half of our lives sleeping. We kind of go with this mentality of like sleep is for wimps, you know, and I think this is changing now. I do think we are becoming more aware of how important sleep is. But when you look at sleep, you know, when you're pregnant, you're incredibly fatigued because you're growing a human and you start wanting more and more sleep. And then you go from that to wanting that sleep and not being able to have it because you have a baby that needs you so much. And the, the important thing to remember is what we're doing whilst we sleep. So for us, we fall asleep and we just kind of wake up in the morning. Our bodies are, they are amazing. What they're doing when we sleep is incredible. So for all of us, infants and adults, you know, we are consolidating memories when we sleep. Our brains kind of put on the dishwasher, if you like, and clear out all the waste of the day. And they then file away everything that is relevant and everything you want to keep. Babies and adults alike are consolidating memories. Again, the same applies for both that we're fighting illnesses and our immunity is being built back up when we sleep. So, you know, like babies, often they get a cold, they'll sleep more. It's because their bodies are working super hard whilst they sleep to help them get better. Also for babies, a lot of their developing happens when they sleep. So for newborns, you know, like you see a newborn, and you just think well, all they do is sleep. It's because um, they really, really are developing so rapidly at that point that they just need to sleep lots because all their development generally happens whilst they sleep. So it's not uncommon for you to put your baby down to bed at night and you're kind of aware they're working on something like crawling or walking. They're doing it, they're walking or they're doing whatever it was they're working on. And it's because sleep plays such an important part. So sleep is incredibly important. And, you know, I think that's why as parents, though, you feel a lot of pressure because if you do do a lot of reading, like I used to, and, you know, I'm really aware. So my kids now, even now I'm like, you need to sleep. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I start like spouting off really complicated stuff, but on a really basic level, we just are healthier, happier. We are much more able to manage the day. Parents who aren't sleeping, a lot of parents don't feel that they can be as responsive and as happy. Sleep has an impact on how the health and happiness of a baby and you know, whether they're going to be fussy or easygoing that day and what they're going to be doing developmentally and how well they're going to feed. Because, you know, if they're tired and they're not interested, they get fussy, they don't want to feed. All of it is connected. Um, and as a parent, if you wake up deprived of sleep, you're grumpy. Um, you have less capacity to deal with the day. Having not had maternity leave and having to work full time after two weeks was definitely one of the hardest experiences I've ever had. Um, but, you know, it's, it's actually quite a lonely experience when you have problems or you can't seem to settle your child or you know, parents at the playground, as you, as you know, when you're waiting for your kids, they're like, oh, yeah, my daughter sleeps perfectly. Oh, yeah, my son sleeps through the night. And I'm there going, oh, my God, my child still does not sleep really well. Um, so it can be quite a lonely experience for people. I'm just wondering what kind of issues, sleep issues, do you get people approaching you with? Everything and anything. And I think what you said there is really key. It's really lonely. And I think people are very afraid of talking to others about it. And we always think like mums, you'd think would be the most supportive of one another. Often when I've done research on this, you know, through Instagram and things, it's 
it's um I did it like I did a I did a, a poll and I kind of just said where do you feel most judged is it from friends and family is it from social media I really thought it would be social media and 65% of people said friends and family. I'm not surprised that most people feel really lonely in sleep. That's really how I felt. And some people will come to me for a confidence boost. Others will come because we've got early morning wakings, we've got bedtime battles, um, multiple night wakings and parents are going back to work. You know, today, men and women work. Um, You know, when I grew up, it was slightly different. My mum was more normal in that she didn't work. Um, Whereas these days a lot of us work and it's a huge huge driving force for needing the whole family to be sleeping they've got to go out and function (laughs) as adults exactly exactly um, so you know in terms of what we cover it's everything from regressions naps bedtimes nighttime wakings feedings and uh, independent sleep is always a big one um, for a lot of parents but we take a family or I take a family where they where they are and kind of just meet them in that space and talk to them about their goals so a lot of, you know, a lot of the problem maybe these days is there's so much content available at our fingertips. We can Google anything. We can head to Instagram for anything. We've got such an amazing source there, you know, of access to all these amazing things. But what can happen when you are struggling to understand what's going on with your own child is that you lose your own instinct and you start relying too much on other people. For me, it's quite important to strip back and go, what, like, how does your family work? What's your gut feeling tell you on this stuff? And it's amazing. Like, I don't know. That's where I can really help them break that down and go, okay, does it feel like this? And how do you feel when this happens? Um, It's having someone to talk to. So you do feel less lonely. It's really, you know, one thing I picked up on what you just said about the judgment element and I experienced that last week through a whatsapp group because a friend that I know has had a new baby and she's there's a you know she's struggling with the lack of sleep baby's not settling and she's not getting sleep and she just put this out to a whatsapp group chat and and I'm the one without the child I'm without the child in the whatsapp group chat so I didn't feel like a comment but I most of most of the other mummies were saying, oh, it's just a phase, you'll get through it, crack on, plough on through. Mm. And and I really felt my friend was, I could feel her panic through the WhatsApp messages of her not getting sleep. And so I've actually pointed her in your direction. So you might get a call soon because I, I I just felt that she wasn't getting the I think everybody was trying to be supportive, but I think they were missing the key. Actually, there now needs to be an action behind this because if she's saying it, it's a problem yeah. and she she needs help. And it's hard to ask for help, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I think um, I think that's, a, I mean, I'm quite, if someone says to me, Cara, if you ever need anything, just shout. I'm like, noted. I will remember that and I will come back to you if I need you. But I think a lot of us really find it hard to go, actually, I'm, really struggling so for your friend to do that to reach out um it was probably good intentions of yeah you know you've got this you can do it but there comes a time when is it better just to get a problem resolved and sorted or be miserable or maybe stressed for the next six months I look back on my you know the first six months with with my son Jack and I feel like I missed the first six months of his life because I was so stressed and it, and you know now he's older life is too short just you know and it doesn't always have to be paid help you know there are loads of resources but you just got to be so careful with making sure you follow the people that align with you approaches that feel good for you as a family and that looks different for everybody you know um i was doing a workshop yesterday 
with a group of, of women and we were talking about different sort of sleep strategies and I always get a little bit I'm a bit cautious about talking about them because every family is different so there's no right or wrong way to work on sleep and I think we spend a lot of our time talking about that as opposed to you must do it this way and there's only one way to work on sleep there's so many different ways to work on sleep it's just about tapping into what you as a family feel comfortable with and what your needs are what your out what your goals are really I think this is one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on this episode because I don't feel that even now many women know that there are sleep coaches out there I think they some know that there are maybe sort of some coaches who stay the night etc I've had a friend do that but I still think there's a huge portion of women who do not know that this is even available that this is even a thing Mm. and I truly think if we get the word out they'll it'll help so many women massively especially when they're going back to work or if they're thinking about going back to work and let's just say they're baby starting to teeth or they've still you know they're still growing we all know six months one year two years there's still issues but honestly I'm just really happy if somebody can hear us speaking and know that there are sleep coaches someone who can actually help you yeah. and help you find your way I love how yes. you said that it's not a right or a wrong way it's your way so much and more holistic it's just it's beautiful to hear yeah not only do we do our one-to-ones but we've got a training school we've got about 80 students training with us at the minute and what makes me really happy is to know they're all training in a way that is you know sort of zero judgment on parents and that's something I'm really passionate about because I felt really judged as a parent because I couldn't really breastfeed you know oh and I the sleep wasn't going so well and people they try to be nice but you can you just feel like you know you're under yeah exactly so you know it's it runs through our whole training program and what I love about that is the idea that there are more of the right kind of sleep coaches coming out into the world because there are lots of sleep coaches when you start following them and you realize but everyone is slightly different whereas we just take a really middle of the road approach to sleep which means actually our students have to learn loads more strategies than everyone else (laughs) they have to learn a lot more about the sleep biology and understanding parents and Um, personality and temperament you know I think a lot of people forget to look at a baby or a child and go okay what is their personality like are they quite sensitive souls are they quite independent am I helping them with sleep in a way that suits their personality and what they need and I think a lot of the time people go oh you're a sleep coach you're just going to make me leave my baby to cry and um, I think that's probably quite an archaic way of looking at sleep now and there are better ways to to do this Um, And I think what you're saying really is really interesting about your seven-year-old because I think sleep becomes quite taboo as children hit sort of four, five and six. I think you you kind of just assume kids are sleeping. You don't talk about it anymore. No, you don't. No, it's true. It's really true. No one talks about it. It's just a given that everyone else's child sleeps through the night except for you. (laughs) And then you kind of go, is your sleeping? And everyone's like, you're talking about sleep. This is weird. This is yeah. so 18 month old kind of chat. You know, you think you can't talk about it anymore. And then you struggle and you think, well, no one's going to help me. And um, you just kind of muck on and kind of keep going, don't you? 
Yeah, it's very true. I mean, like I said, now I can get a full night's sleep. I'm like a new woman. <laughs> I can sleep through the night. It's so different to how, what it has been. There were moments where I would be up two, three times a night. And, you know, like you said, there are so many variables. Sometimes I think maybe it's because she's very small and she hasn't eaten enough, maybe at dinner time. And they're just, I, yeah, it's it's been a journey, but I just yeah happy to maybe share my journeys and and talk about you so that we can help others basically but I think that leads us on to another question we've got yeah so this is actually quite a juicy question because um, (laughs) this is this is about this is about the bedroom so we get dm's quite a bit because i guess our coaching is holistic in every area of life and um, we get people approach us about intimacy issues quite a bit mm. now this is because it's fallen to the bottom of the list of the to-do list because everything else is all consuming yeah. and a lot of this is being you know having families that they I guess there's been sleep deprivation yeah. maybe they're worried about babies or children hearing not sure but they want to reconnect on the intimate level with their with their partner again but they've they don't know how to, and especially if they've got sleepless They're children. Exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> it's the last thing on their minds. But they know it was it was something that came up and it was like the one, the top, top, top thing was yeah. intimacy in a poll that we did that people felt that they were just missing out on the lack of intimacy with their partner again, whether they've got a family or not. So how, yeah, what, I think, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I can't remember the stat for sure, but it's something like, I think, and I will have to kind of clarify this. So you can't, I know we're on a podcast, can't quote me on this like fully, but I think it's something like in America, intimacy has dropped 30% or 40%. Wow. And in the UK, it's higher. And what I find quite interesting, and this is why sleep is so great, is it's it's linked to every part of your life. So it's not really about getting into bed necessarily and going, right, let's let's do it now. Even though a lot of doctors <laughs> recommend, they recommend that you schedule this in. So um you know, I really like Dr. Chatterjee. He has a book on um, sort of like it's the stress, like no stress solution or something like that. I recommend it. It's amazing. And he talks a whole section in there about relationships. So I really recommend going to have a look at it. But a lot of it is linked to actually even just how you greet each other in the morning. You know, like our, par- our parents actually saying hi to each other in the morning. Because the amount of times I get up and I just get up. And I leave my husband there. And I haven't said good morning. I haven't like given him a kiss. I think intimacy actually has to start out of the bedroom. I think it has to start with connection again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm not an intimacy um, expert, but I think for a lot of parents, if their children are sleeping in the same room as them, it's going to be an issue probably like to want to yeah. get back to it in the bedroom. But I think this is where nights away are good getting away and hoping that you've got someone who can just have the kids and, or take your baby as they come, you know, and I think, going away and having that time together it should be something that is on everyone's agenda even if the kids yes. go away and you stay at home for a night I don't know about you guys but I think I'm always a little bit more myself when we're away 
Actually, that was something I did. Um, I think Alexis was six months old, and I, that was the I went away for the weekend with my partner, and yeah. we just yeah, I knew it had to be done. It'd been six yeah. months, <laughs> I yeah. went away, and yeah, <laughs> it's on the list. It's on the list. No, but it's I even now find well, I used to have a lot of friends who they may not have had say routines for their children at night time, and they wouldn't put them to bed at a certain time. They might go to bed quite late and then by the time they went to bed it was late they were exhausted there was no intimacy no catch up with the partner or anything like that I've always made it a really you know as much as I've tried to get my daughter off to sleep on time at a certain time frame so that I've got at least even one hour to spend with my partner just to catch up watch a film anything yeah and this is the thing I think so a lot of you know, a lot of um, clients will come to me and they'll say, I just want what's best for the baby. I don't care what it takes. I will sleep in with them. I will do what it, what it, what, what I need to do. And then I kind of think, well, how I don't, we kind of end up naturally talking about this stuff, but you then find out that they're as a, as a couple, they're not getting dinner together. You know, maybe they are like helping baby fall asleep, lying with them for a few hours none of this is wrong by the way but when you've got anxious parents and parents who are rowing a lot that is when you have to think about the whole family not just what's best for a baby because that baby is needs needs you to be happy they need you to be thriving they need you to be responsive and parents cannot be any of those things if they are not getting what they need whether that be emotionally just with what they're eating how their sleep looks are they able to get some exercise and sitting down with your partner at the end of the day to have dinner or just to watch some tv you just have that connection again so then as a mum and this is definitely from my own experience I don't know about yourself but like I'm a lot happier if I feel connected to my husband like I can be a much better mum yeah um, because I know we're solid and we're good Um, and my kids pick up on that and it then makes them feel more relaxed. And then they are they do sleep better. Relaxed babies will sleep better. So it's not just about helping a baby sleep better. It's actually about helping a whole family. And I think with intimacy, I was chatting with my mum about this at Christmas. And um, she was saying, I think everybody's got such a limited view on intimacy, isn't it? It's kind of like we think of it as just doing the deed. But she said you know, it's hugging and there's, there's giving each other a kiss on the lips. And um, my mum and dad have been married for 54 years now and they kiss every morning, every night, every time they leave, even if they're leaving the room, they'll give each other a kiss. Now I know that is so sweet and maybe overboard, but they also hug a lot. And I read somewhere that I think the human person needs 13 hugs a day to feel optimum connection with other humans touch is important um, yeah. yeah it's really important um and I think that's so interesting isn't it that I think social media and our phones do play a massive part in lack of intimacy and mm-hmm. by that I mean we sit and watch tv with our phones in our hands we have conversations yeah. with our phones in our hands phones are a wonderful tool you know, they give us so much, but if we are not careful, they can be the, like what we can access on them and how they can make us feel can be a real negative point, especially when we cut, it comes to sleep. So, you know, as a parent, you've had a full on day, you've got the kids to bed, you're going to watch TV, and then you look at your phone and something on there might trigger some anxiety or some worry or some yeah. imposter syndrome or a fear of, you know, missing out. And then you're going to go to bed. 
that's just never gonna you're never gonna get a good (laughs) night you're not gonna be calm or relaxed so any chance of intimacy you know at that time of the day is gonna just be like zero anyway because you've now got yourself stressed about something you've seen so it's it's about being mindful of of what you're doing in the day that triggers stress stress is a huge you know there's a huge link between lack of sleep lack of intimacy um and a lack of connection with stress yeah definitely so building on a sleep routine then Mm. um and as we're talking about the evenings and before bed when you are building one for your child I'm assuming you know you do look at the whole day and structuring the whole day especially when they're young and they're having naps as well yeah, definitely. You know, a really simple way to structure routine for little ones is starting and ending the day at the same time. And it's not so much about timings, but really small babies. And, you know, most babies until, I mean, my children don't have a concept of time yet, and they're, they're six and four. Yeah, It's about pattern. So when we talk about routine, it's actually about doing things in the same order at certain points in the day. So how you get them up in the morning, how you put them to bed, if you're doing things, and I, when I mean order, I mean, shut the curtains in the same order every day and put the white noise on at the same time and put them in the pajamas at the same time this gets harder as our children get older I couldn't do this with my six-year-old now but we have (laughs) his pattern is more we have a book and then he goes to bed so this you know it's shorter but he has an order still it just isn't as long but for younger families who have got you know um three-year-olds and under Pattern is such an important part of routine. So, you know, if you're working late one day, that's not an issue. It's, but it is, it's all about then getting back to something familiar for you and your kids. So doing things in the right order, having that emotional connection. So when we are out of the house all day, connection is hugely important when it comes to sleep. And babies, so a lot of babies will want to breastfeed a lot more overnight, for example, because they might have been away from mum all day because she's been at work, which is totally normal. Nothing we shouldn't we shouldn't feel bad about any of this, but it's great to be mindful of emotional connection and how important it is for our children to feel relaxed and comfortable enough to sleep. And it's a bit like us when we go to bed. If I don't feel emotionally connected to my husband when he's there, often he's not there because he works away a lot, you know, it helps you sleep. It helps you feel relaxed and calm. We can go to bed and say we've got eight hours, but we're not really looking at the eight hours. We're looking at the quality of that sleep. Yeah, exactly. How well you slept. And it was interesting you were talking about developing strong patterns for children so they can, you know, as you say, they don't have a concept of time. So saying it's bedtime might not be the, the words you use, but you develop patterns that they will associate that they're going into that, that rest time. Yeah. And I was just thinking we're, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have um, the clocks spring forward, don't oh, they? Yeah. So I, I remember when I used to nanny for my nieces and nephews and I'd be like, oh, look, it's this time now. And yeah. That means bedtime. They're like, but the sun's still up. And I'd be like, ah, they're so right. And uh, but they obviously still needed their certain amount of time for sleep. Mm. And and then I think also with summer holidays and Christmas when routines just get knocked, how do you how do you get back on track? We are gonna go into lighter evenings now. There is no question children everywhere are going to sleep a little bit worse probably for the next few months and I quite like as the children have got older I like that it gives us more time in the evenings together you know they're at school now and preschool so when you've got children who are out of the house as well you all need to reconnect so I don't mind them going to bed a bit later I kind of just try and go with the flow I mean moving spring springing back is um no hang on spring forward springing forward is um much easier 
than October when the clocks go backwards. You'll probably find those early risers sleep in a little bit longer. But there's not, you know, apart from sort of blackout blinds, their drive to sleep will still be strong at their normal bedtime because the circadian rhythm is strong and it is you know it it ticks over every day our body clocks are are telling us when to do things and it it will still work it's just more about having allowing that time for calming down still so it's easier in when it's dark and we kind of naturally get more sleepy and we want to naturally hibernate a bit more in the summer everyone wants to be in the garden they want to be out and i think it's actually allowing that calming down process and it is being able to shut curtains in the house. It sounds insane, but some children will really need that. I've got blackout curtains yeah, in my daughter's yeah. room and they work to treat, definitely. And it's just taking her up a little bit earlier, perhaps, and having yeah. more time in that space where it's darker. Yeah, exactly. So not being outside so much, you know, as, it, as um, sort of it gets later and brighter. But for children, when they're on summer holidays, it doesn't, I think, just go with the flow. Like, just go with it. It's those school days, I think, that get stressful. But that's why you've got to have more time in those dark in those dark rooms that you do have and calm, having more calm time. With all the coaching that you do, is there kind of one common tip that's always forms part of your training that you always kind of mention? I mention our four pillars. So I can briefly go into them, but there's lots on sort of Instagram and things about these if, if people want to delve into them further but we the four pillars are really where you want to start with sleep I think and so we look at wake windows and sleep cues very important to understand like how long your little one can stay awake for in the day especially if they're at an age where they're napping and then we look at sleep environment so maximizing sleep environment and making sure it's the right temperature making sure there's nothing too scary on the walls making sure it's quite consistent so we use things like white noise to to help keep sleep environments quite consistent that also includes where babies fall asleep are they falling asleep on someone and then waking up in a cot or are they falling asleep in their sleep space so that when they wake up in the night it's not such a shock Uh, all these different things do play a really important part and then we look at routine and consistency so routine we've actually touched on pattern sticking to starts and ends of the day being the same it doesn't matter so much in the day um it's just more about having those structures at the beginning and the end because then it helps form the daily routine and consistency it's amazing how i think out of everything if you want to pick out of everything you could do it's being consistent responding in the same way each day but also responding in the same way as your partner like you know if you're not responding in the same way children can get quite confused about what it is you want them to do um and just being consistent with your approach you know if you've set your mind on working on sleep really stick it out for a week before you throw in the towel I think a lot of us will go right I'm going to try this today (laughs) and then it doesn't work in a day so we give up and nothing really will change in a day so it's it's kind of key to be consistent so Cara and um, thank you so much for speaking with us today and we hope our listeners have enjoyed hearing everything as much as we have and and you know where best to find you we've got you at the um the sleepmethod.co.uk is there anywhere else that you, we can direct people to find the wonderful method you can so we are on instagram as the sleep method uk we also have a podcast which um you can either put in the sleep method or put in my name cara treadwell and you'll find us on spotify um but otherwise instagram is always a great place like my I always say my dms are always open oh. <laughs> and i'm always happy to talk to anyone who who wants to chat 
We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Time Talks by Labour and Love London. Please comment below, share, subscribe, or visit our website on labourandlovelondon.com. And if you want to find out more about our time management, we have got a great toolkit on there, along with our one-to-one services, workshops, and lots more. Making time for you, Anna and Claire.